Join the Digital Hollywood Experience. Digital Hollywood, April 27th through April 30th at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel in Marina Del Rey, California. Don't miss it. You want to be there. See ya.
Hey, 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 ladies and gentlemen, and welcome once again to the Ultimate Underground Experience with me, your host, Captain and DJ Uncle Earl. How you doing? Today is going to be quite a show. I'm bringing you a special on Digital Hollywood, the fall recap and spring preview. Digital Hollywood is an all-week summit. It brings together the digital and entertainment world for the Hollywood experience, and this year... This spring, I should say, is going to be something to behold. They've added quite a few new tracks. I'm just going to read them off for you. We're going to have Virtual and Augmented Reality, which is a three-day summit. Internet TV streaming. Finance Hollywood. The Women's Entertainment and Technology Summit. Finance Hollywood. Artists in Hollywood. And here's another new one. Sports Next at Digital Hollywood. TV analytics, games, wearables, and fitness. And music next. I'm really excited about this. The first time they're having music. Well, this large. Music next. Idea Fest, Los Angeles. The center of the industry. And then it's going to be Health, Media, and Technology Summit. And they've also added the Women's Mini Fest. Curated by Women in Film. There's also going to be check this out digital israel at digital hollywood this year so there's a whole lot of things oh my 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 good friend uh, sarah miller is sponsoring a new new topic a new session called pitch pass or play interactive startup showcase competition i want to know what that's like and they've got the business of edm that's where my heart is reaching millennials the power of music and brand the power of lifestyle Oh, it's going to be awesome, awesome, awesome. So, okay, coming into the show, you just heard my new EDM track, which was Lift Your Voice, and that was the Mike V and Dan V mix on Revitalized Records out of Holland. That just dropped April 24th. It just, was that Friday? Oh, I'm already slipping. Okay, you know, April 24th. All right, well, we're going to get into the show now. Here we go with Mr. Eric Vasquez of 411 Music. Check this out. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? Uncle Earl here. I'm walking through the Marriott here in Marinda, right? I ran up on this booth, 411 Music Group, and I'm like, oh my God, what is this? It's a full-service music provider for film, TV, and interactive media, and I'm here with Eric Vasquez. How you doing? Good. How you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm, glad. I'm glad. After talking to you about what you guys are doing, this yeah. is awesome, because we need new blood. Right. Yes. And you're the answer. Fresh ears, yeah, yeah forward thinking. For yes, sure. so tell us a little bit about the company and how how it came to be. You just gave me a nice okay. wrap-up of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, personally speaking, I mean, I started my career in the punk rock world. So mm-hmm. I was uh, raised in, like, East L.A., kind of the, the ghetto, I guess mm-hmm. you can say, around, you know. I'm from Brooklyn, so Okay, I get so you it. got yeah, it, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, you know, I was always hanging out in my apartment, writing music. You know, I always had my gear around and kind of stayed away from that type of crowd. And then when I turned about, like, 14, 15 years old, I started my touring career and started touring all over the U.S. Yeah, really, really young. By the time I hit 18, then I caught my first break with a headliner band and started playing with big bands like Dead Kennedys, Black Flag, you know, like all the yes. early 80s iconic punk bands, nice. Bad Brains. Yeah. I actually even played one of the last shows at CBGB's in New York before right. they closed their doors. Yeah. But, you know, it's punk rock, it's very aggressive, it's still in my heart and soul, but I wanted to do something bigger and I always had a vision for something that would be uh, more in tune with having like a, a music career. Play a career. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it led into... Uh, songwriting and yeah. you know as I was touring I'd come back home write mm-hmm. music in my apartment and start composing and kind of getting into the uh, 
technological aspect of recording and engineering, you know, just pushing that craft forward, then I actually caught a break in TV and mm. film. And so I started doing that a lot, commercials, and uh, just, you know, became really successful in that area. Were you creating music for I it? was actually writing music, writing yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was actually doing everything. So it came from a real place. Yes. It was good quality. It was real music. And I think, you know, people want that connection again, you know, and so uh, based on that, we decided to form a 411 music group around that same idea, which is, you know, real music from, you know, good writers, people that are passionate about what they do versus the alternative, um, which is an oversaturated market of generic, watered-down yes. content. So yes. elevated um, music, basically. Exactly. <laughs> so we just launched the catalog a year ago, and in that time, uh, we've partnerships in 34 countries around the world. Uh, so you're with Red Bull Media House. We're now working New with Red Bull That's Media great. in uh, Austria. Uh, wow. We have uh, music in A Million Ways to Die in the West. Uh, we're also hopping on different uh, reality shows, hopping up with the Kardashians and different things like that. How so, many members in the team? Uh, well, it's myself, uh, the CEO, Kristen, and then we have, like I mentioned, we have 40 uh, composers, songwriters uh, that are active with us, mm -hmm. uh, all very specialized. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, within that year, it's just it started wow. with the two of us, you know, wow. kind of in a bedroom That's type awesome. of thing. So, um, you know, we're forward thinking, it's fresh ears, you know, kind of young blood. And, uh, you know, we just use our eyes and ears to really put this uh, platform together and I think it's, it's going well so far. One thing my listeners want to know, mm -hmm. is it affordable? Is it affordable yes. to start a company like no, this? No, 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 to use your service. Oh, yes, yes, this, yes. <laughs> you know, because there are a lot of companies out there that rape you. Oh, of course, yeah, this is, uh, this is a, a cost-effective uh, format. You know, there is a lot of value in these tracks and this, these artists and mm -hmm. music, but um, the idea is to still keep it affordable for the production company or the client so that they can utilize our services yeah. and, and hassle-free, of course. Yeah, you know? so much is so much more independent now. It's not major, you know, backing, right. so it's, sometimes it's hard. And these are, these are good people. You know, these are great artists, great writers that just happen to, they just fell through the cracks of the, the large conglomerates, <laughs> the, the big record labels, you know, they, they don't give them the time of day, but these people, they belong on the radio, they belong up there, but nobody gives them the time of day, and so it's kind of people like us, you know, that are taking advantage of that, not advantage of the artist, because this company is actually owned and operated at 100% by artists, so there's a big difference there, and we see eye to eye with our writers and treat them with the respect that they deserve, just like we would do with the client, you know give all our love to the client and forget about <laughs> right. the people that are actually pushing this content you know it, it goes both ways and you know so we there's have a lot a good, of heart and soul in there oh yeah you know the idea is just coming from a real place yeah. with working with real people that are passionate and uh you know it's it's worked out well but yes well, uh, to answer your question yes, yes. cost effective our access is, is pretty wide because of we're a one-stop licensing company. You know, we control and administer all those rights, so the client doesn't have to go through a label and a manager and this and that to get the clearance that they right. need. So. Right. Well, tell them how they can find you every way possible. Uh, find us at uh, www.411musicgroup.com. Um, that will have the majority of our information there. Um, our office line. It also has our uh, uh, submittal uh, links. Uh, so you can, if artists or writers are interested in working with us, then they can submit their music uh, through that link. Probably be the best way to go, and we're on foot all over the world. You know, we do conferences everywhere. We're here right. at 
uh, Digital Hollywood. We'll be at Real Screen in DC in January, and then we'll be at the International Music Conference Midum in France in, I believe, June, July. Great. Yeah, so we're accessible, you know, and we give, you know, we read every email, we check everything. Nobody goes under the radar or under right. the rug so right. we're very active uh, right. and proactive well, well, I look forward to you I know you're going to do well and I'm, I'm excited I'm happy I walked by thank oh, you so much for taking yeah, this time thank you very much I yeah. appreciate it Uncle will be following <laughs> <you>. <laughs> okay. all right. forward to it yeah it's alright ladies and <laughs> gentlemen okay. it's been a moment here at Digital Hollywood there'll be more right after this cool awesome man yeah Fly to me, little bird You're the one and only cure Yeah, we're gonna have a good time True and pure Can you take me there again To the valley of pretend Cause when I go there with you I'm reassured Oh, the morning that you came from where they heard your name Every corner of the world bird Was your domain Now we're making conversation Words are on your mind Please don't hurry growing up bird Play your games You're gonna be the good kind Motivating sunshine You're gonna be a remedy of heart and mind Darling, you're bonafide It's a trouble find a way To bring a riddle to your day don't forget about the one rule Makes it all okay Darling, nothing is forever Easy come and go There ain't a thing you couldn't get through You're always known You're gonna be the good kind The motivating sunshine You're gonna be Sunshine, you're gonna be
treat the world humble and dignified Oh, joy to be around and a friend to walk beside In the bright warm rejuvenating sunshine You're gonna be a remedy of heart and mind Darling, you're Hi, this is Howard Johnson, and you're listening to Uncle Earl on the Underground Experience Soul. Well, I hope you're digging the show so far. What you think? Have I got the goods? Uncle Earl's got the goods. <laughs> okay, what you just heard was Bonafide by Ari Hest, and Ari Hest is an amazing singer, songwriter, and I received that track from his management team. Thank you very much, ariesmanagement.com. So he's going on tour. He starts May 1st, and he'll be even coming out to the California area in June. So if you want to check up on him, you can go to www.ariesmanagement.com. Okay, now I think we need a little bit more knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. We're going to join Digital Hollywood again. Conversation I had with Mr. Rob Wagner of Stimulated. Mm, Check this out scene here at Hollywood Digital in Maria Del Rey and I'm here with a very exciting company stimulated and I'm here with the founder and CEO Mr. Rob Wagner how you doing hello good good to see you yes you know I couldn't I mean I couldn't walk by without stopping to this captured me can you explain what's going on here I mean it's it's, it's visual yeah a lot um, going on we are here <laughs> to show people how to create engagement in the future mm-hmm. so we thought uh, it would be great to come in with a future look at uh, engaging content so we came in with a brand new device that's never been seen before and we created content in a way that's never been done before and people are seeing something for the first time which is what this conference is all about it's about yes. telling a story in a new way for a new audience innovation and how long have you been in existence the company stimulated is now in its 10th year uh, so we were established in 2005 mm-hmm. and uh, we've been helping uh, artists from all walks from tv dance music film take their stories and translate them in new ways for in, for new platforms and for new audiences yeah so, that's how you got my heart yeah, i'm a so, dancer yeah so we work with yeah. a lot of dancers and dan- you know the world over um, whether you're a dancer you need to you need to be in media yes. so that's how people tell their stories yes. and even on, even on a live stage mm-hmm. media is becoming such an important part of part of any storytelling uh, whether it's on a live stage or whether it's on a on YouTube on your phone could you come over and tell me a little bit more intricate about you know the, the components that it takes to do this work? sure so what we did was uh, we used our sister company Breezelix which mm-hmm. is an on-demand content service to mm-hmm. tell um, our creative workforce the world over wh- what our vision was and then our creative workforce around the world went to helping us execute our vision by making all the little parts and pieces that you see on the screen here. Mm-hmm. So uh, a great company in Spain helped us make the, the frames outside the content. Mm-hmm. Another company in Poland helped us do the type design work. Wow. We brought all that content into our shop in Burbank, California and put it all together uh, in a very interesting way. If you look up underneath here, you're actually going to see four oh, pictures wow. flipped around and in reverse. <laughs> and what you're looking at here is a mirror. And this holographic technology that can be used in not only in an event like this but also at a live performance so now let me ask you this in performance mode would you need 
something above the stage as well? Or, or below. In performance mode, it can be, uh, you would need some sort of a projection screen, uh, either above or below. If, if you saw the Billboard Music Awards with the mm -hmm. Michael Jackson hologram that happened recently, yes. that was the, a similar technology. Okay. So you, you have somewhere either above or below the stage, you have an actual projection, mm -hmm. and it hits a mirror. Mm -hmm. And uh, to the audience, they see a 3D image. I'm excited about this. Um, is anyone using it now um, yeah. that we would know of? Uh, people are using it in different ways. This technology was the same, uh, or not the same, but similar to what was used to create the Tupac performance at Coachella. Mm -hmm. That was so legendary. And, and um, you know, what we're about at Stimulated is not about using, finding ways to use technology. Mm -hmm. but we're about finding ways to tell your story, mm -hmm. how to uh, take somebody's idea and bring it to life in a new and interesting yeah. way. So, so this technology is here because uh, I wanted to help tell our story in a new and interesting way for this audience and mm -hmm. this is the one we chose and i'm sure you got a few secrets huh yeah well. <laughs> company yeah. secrets on that wow well this is exciting and i wish you the best with this and i look forward to learning more about it myself i look forward to it also yes so nice talking with you thank you so much oh, what episode? Just awesome. <laughs> now wasn't that interesting we are going to flip it now from stimulated to the topic of spank ron lewis smith the second is the son of sunshine band royalty Ronald Lewis Sr., one of the original members of KC and the Sunshine Band, is the heart and soul of the band's legendary horn section and an acclaimed songwriter in his own right writing and co-producing with Finch and Casey. The international disco hit sensation Spank carrying on in the tradition of his father and his uncle Jerome Smith also a founding member of KC and the Sunshine Band, Ron Lewis Smith II has brought the legendary sound and feel-good Miami vibes to the 21st century party scene. As the heir to the throne, quote-unquote, Smith, the Prince of Sunshine, is releasing his first album. This project firmly ensconces Smith as a major player in the international club music scene with a groovalicious tracks like party music and can't let go to the heart-pounding soul-stirring don't hold back all your loving and a homage to his father and uncle with the electrifying spank and come on let's house with tracks flavored with finch's signature groove as the backbone to smith's insight and genius this album takes you on an eclectic audible journey giving the listener flavors of caribbean junkanoo disco and electric funk with smith's danceable infusions Firmly present in every song. Come on, come on, come on, spank me.
at Digital Hollywood, and you never know who you run into, who you meet, and I went into a, a wonderful gentleman, Mr. Leon Isaac Kennedy. How you doing, sir? Well, Uncle Earl, it's good to see you. It's good to see you, too. You look great, man. <laughs> well, thank you. So what's going on in your world right now? Well, you know, uh, Earl, I have uh, been doing 70% of my time has been devoted to ministry mm. for the past oh, 12, 15 years. Mm -hmm. That's been very fulfilling, going out and seeing lives change. Mm -hmm. So I hadn't done anything as far as my creative DNA. So within the past year, I've been mounting up to do some creative ventures. Right. So we're working on a very exciting project now that's going to combine my spiritual work with the entertainment world. Uh, it's called Heavenly Stars, hmm. and it's a comedy, comedy drama okay. set at Christmas. So if you think of Jimmy Stewart, It's yeah. a Wonderful Life. Right. So think of a Christmas backdrop and think of a disc jockey named Rock and Roll Eddie who lives in a time warp. In other words, <laughs> the time is now, but you wouldn't know it by Eddie because he lives in a time warp of the 60s, 70s, oh and God. 80s. You go to his house and you see big posters of the Temptations mm -hmm. and Marvin Gaye and the Beatles and so on and right. so forth. He's a little eccentric. Does he still, he dresses? He dresses like, that oh, way, he talks that way, that way. He's old school. Okay. <laughs> no, he okay. doesn't even, he doesn't use computers or okay. any of that stuff. But it's okay, Earl, because he uh, makes his living playing oldies but goldies on KRZY crazy radio. Okay. <laughs> Life was great for rock and roll Eddie until that one night that he got a visit. Yes. One wintry night he got a visit from the spirits, but not just any old spirits, the spirits of like a Michael Jackson oh, wow. and a John Lennon okay. and an Elvis okay. and another heavenly choir. And they came back and they said to him, we've come back, and he goes through all types of changes, mm -hmm. ghosts, mm -hmm. you know, and Elvis says, be cool, Eddie, we are what we are. <laughs> and we are what we are. And we came back to cut one last CD. Uh -huh. Your mission is to get this CD played and produced and for all the proceeds to go to feed and shelter the homeless. Because maybe if down here people see that up there we care, maybe they'll start to care mm. about others less fortunate than themselves. Mm. So that's what starts this cool. wonderful adventure. Nice. And along the way, he loses, you know, he, he's very excited about it. I'm Moses with a mission, my heroes, the late greats picked me. But he finds out being Moses with a mission is rather difficult. Yeah. Along the way, he loses his job, his <laughs> girlfriend, and some say his sanity. <laughs> but it's also a Christmas movie with a heart, Uncle Earl, because mm -hmm. along the way, we find out something about the homeless. Mm -hmm. And the homeless are not these winos that people think that are on the street corners. The average homeless family is one woman and two children. Mm -hmm. Every one out of four homeless is a vet. Mm. It's gone across the seas to put their life on the right, line for us. Right. And this is the way this country treats them. Mm -hmm. One out of every six is a female vet. So we, we uh, learn about the homeless. It's got a good heart. It's entertaining. And I'm using the proceeds to do what the Heavenly Stars have asked, to help feed, shelter, and clothe the homeless. That's awesome. You know, because like you said, there's so many people out there on the street and they're not there by by uh, choice by choice right. so by choice sometimes they have no other way and they're not they're not necessarily the down the, the down low people of the society they they're, they're, you know some what? of them have been CEOs Uncle Earl you know they're yeah. people just like you and I yeah. and that's what this movie yeah. shows you know the people that are listening mm -hmm. if they lost their job 
a lot of them would be homeless within six months because most people don't have more savings to support themselves in three months. Mm -hmm. And the, the villain of this is the banksters and the CEOs that downsource and, and, and outsource all the American jobs mm -hmm. to slave labor mm -hmm. uh, across the seas. And we've got to bring attention to this. Mm -hmm. That's great. So when can we look forward to this? It'll be coming out next Christmas. Next Christmas. So for people that want to get involved or uh, <laughs> check it out, they can go to Facebook and look up Heavenly Stars the Movie dot com okay so that's facebook heavenly stars the movie dot com all right well i'm looking forward to it and i'm gonna do my little investigation on it and spread the word <laughs> nice meeting you it's a pleasure okay and all the best on your radio show. thank you so much sir have okay. a good time here at the digital summit all right take care y'all be back as you in a sec ciao come explore your spirit therein lies your freedom Hello Actors, Mariska Phillips brings her unique brand of acting coaching to Hollywood. You get 210% commitment, scene breakdown and analysis, character development and exploration. She digs deep into your spirit to bring your characters to life. The Mariska Phillips Theatrical Preparatory. For more information, visit www.marishkasphillips.com.
Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is Uncle Earl, your roving reporter here at the Hollywood Digital Summit in the fall. Ran into an, shall I say, old friend? Well, I can say that now, right? Well, you know, <laughs> I, I think it's a matter of definition of old. You know, let, let's put it this way. We've known each other for several years yes. now. Uh, old is a matter of definition. Okay, we'll leave it at that. That's good one. Mr. Marty Schindler of the Schindler Perspective. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thanks, Uncle Earl. Good. How it's good you? to see you again. You yeah. Know, ran always up a on pleasure. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you always have such great topics when you come to this uh, summit and you deal with television. The future of television, and what was this specific panel today? You had two today, actually. Two today. Yeah. Well, the first one early this morning was the future of TV. Mm -hmm. uh, I had several analysts on the panel. A lady from uh, Nielsen, and Nielsen really is the one that tracks viewership. Uh, PwC, all the work that they do in and around knowing what people are doing because mm -hmm. it's important for their businesses. Uh, an executive from Wedbush Securities because they have to look at the infrastructure, look at what's going on and figuring out what do they recommend to their clients so they're very knowledgeable from a broad point of view. Um, had an analyst from uh, Strategy Analytics whose job is to track uh, various connected devices and, and smart TVs. And lastly, and not lastly by any stretch of the imagination, uh, Larry Namer was on the panel. Oh, he is the. Uh, I'm so sorry, I missed him. Oh, he's very good. He, he's. They were all very good, yeah, by yeah, the way. Yeah, but Larry yeah. is the founder of, of ET, E Entertainment. Yes, e Entertainment. And while that's no longer what he's doing, he's doing content in China in a very, very innovative way. I have found that his. Uh, for the second time, he's been on one of my panels. I mm -hmm. have found that his. Insight is really very good, and more importantly, for the sake of a panel, bashful about speaking up. Mm, that's important. There are sometimes I have to prompt people, hey, what do you think? A answer the question, please. Mm -hmm. But uh, he's very proactive and very good at what he does. Well, you know, people like to be politically correct a lot of times, you know, and not, you know, cause any waves. Well, politically correct, and also, yeah. depending on the topic, um, sensitive to what their employer thinks about. Without Absolutely. going into a lot of details, when I did this panel back in uh, April, mm -hmm. uh, Aereo was still up for grabs. Aereo finally was ruled on by the Supreme Court, but there were a few people on the panel who said, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to really talk about that. It's something that my employer uh, doesn't want to make public comments on, and I respected that. My, mm -hmm. my goal was not to put anybody on the spot. Right. in any of the different events that I produce and moderate. Right. But you still want to get, you want to get some good you know, substance out of it. You know? Well, I did. Well, there's plenty yeah. of other things to talk about, even if I didn't talk about that particular hmm. topic. And there were others that were there on the panel who... Uh, they could come in and fill they, in They gap. were fine with discussing it. Wow. Do you ever have a panel that's uh, a little stifled by any of your questions? Or do they flow? Uh, well, some are better than others, but what I try to do is have uh, an upfront one-to-one -one phone call with each of the panelists. It takes more time on my part, but I get a sense of what they're thinking about, what their thought process is, what their knowledge base is, and that helps me formulate the kind of topics that I want to talk about because I have a sense of, will Uncle Earl respond if I ask him about 
radio and, and what's going on in the music business. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a topic that Uncle Earl knows yes. an awful lot about. Yes, I do. <laughs> so I, I, I kind of look at it that way. I purposely do not have uh, a conference call with the entire panel because in my mind, that makes the panel sound rehearsed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That keep it fresh. And I, it does. And I've sat yeah. in the back of the room saying, you know what? They all decided ahead of time <laughs> who was, was going to say what. Yeah. And it was boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the second panel, what was that topic? It was Hollywood Strategies, the multi-platform brand, starting with theatrical working out to first and second screens. That theatrical video, great panel. Bob Lenahan is... Um, was on the panel. He's president of programming for AMC Theater, second largest uh, exhibitor in the country. Uh, effectively, his title is chief film buyer. Uh, Phil Groves from IMAX was on the panel. They certainly have a major presence when it comes to theatrical and downstream presentations. Mm -hmm. Mitch Singer was formerly chief digital strategy officer and president of DECE which is a digital entertainment ecosystem group. He kind of represents all the studios and what they're doing digitally. Fourth person was uh, Andrew Solmson from a digital agency. They do advertising and help create products for companies. Some very valuable input there. And lastly, and again, certainly not least, was Kevin Lynn, who's chief technology officer of You On Demand. Mm -hmm. And they are a Chinese, Beijing-based, video on demand company playing content, you know, Hollywood and China grown content, mm -hmm. providing it on demand to a growing base of subscribers. Well, very two, interesting topic. Two serious power panels. They both worked out very nicely. Yeah. We had good audiences and I think we did a good job of informing, engaging, and perhaps even entertaining the audience. So what's what's new with the Schindler perspective? You know, I, I can't usually talk about some of the clients <laughs> that we're working on right, because right. some of that stuff's very confidential. Yes. They don't like it if I'm saying what they're doing, this, that, or the other thing. Mm -hmm. So the various speaking engagements I get involved in are somewhat indicative of the kind of work that we do. You know, we do consult on concepts related to future of TV from both viewership and technology point of view. From the other topic of Hollywood strategies, I've been at studios, I've been with service providers, so can talk knowledgeably without mm -hmm. saying what company A, company yeah. B, or company C is right. doing. Because those are the issues that I know are, are brought. If there was something very specific to a client of ours mm -hmm. that I knew I'd better keep my mouth shut on. Trade you wouldn't secrets. hear it. <laughs> no, that's right. I would not be in business very long yeah, if no, I was divulging right. confidential right. information. Like, he's the guy. I get that guy. Do you travel around the country? At times. You do. You know, it, it varies from time to time as to what we're working on. We'll go anywhere we need to be. If a, if a paying client says, I need you in New York, I need you in Washington, I need you in uh, Timbuktu, we'll get there. Hmm. But you know what, more often than not these days, uh, we're able to do a lot of work virtually. You know, I have a, a phrase that I use and perhaps overuse, and that is, there are some people who have difficulty communicating the category. <laughs> you know, others of us can communicate half a world away. Yes. We did a project this past year with two people looking to start a company on something and they needed some help with a business plan. One of them was in Melbourne, Australia, and right. the other one was in Auckland, New Zealand. 
and you were here. Yeah, I was here in Los Angeles. I was able to communicate with them. When they send an email, I'm able to respond. I can pick up my phone and Skype them. We had a conference call. They could have been in the same room, but we, we made it very transparent. I mean, there are times when face-to-face -face works. Yeah, it does. And if they yeah. said to me, we're going to pay you to come to Australia for a week. You'd be on the first Well, we'd be smoking. on the plane out there. <laughs> but, but again, yeah. we, we, we also need to be sensitive to how we charge clients and what they're willing to pay for. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much for this update. All right. It's been great seeing you, and I look forward to the future. Nice seeing you, too. Always a pleasure. Yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it, the man, Marty Schindler. See you in a bit. Ciao. You know what? Very natural. Serious on no, that was Kombucha Man by Dindy John Dindy. And uh, he wrote me a letter. He said, Hey, Uncle Earl, hope you are still rocking. There's still a large number of people out there that have never heard of Kombucha, the fermented tea said to be full of good for you yeasts, bacteria, and probiotics. I liked it enough to call my new album Kombucha. I came across it last year in Australia. Kombucha. Please check out this track, Kombucha Man. Best wishes, John. Uncle Earl is loved around the world. 
See how it goes? All right, well, let's get on back to the show, shall we say? All right, here comes my buddy James Thomas from the Red Letter Agency. He's got a lot to say. This is cool. Get in. I ran into a friend, Mr. James Thomas Sr., and he is the founder of BEM Media Group and the Red Letter Agency. How you doing, sir? Doing fine, doing fine. Thank you for this uh, opportunity to reach out to your audience. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been a minute since we've met. Yeah. I mean, and um, I know a lot's been going on with you. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, we have to keep busy and keep it moving forward. But right. yes, since we last saw each other, a lot of interesting things have taken place. <laughs> Would you let me know? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want me to keep it to myself. Oh hey, no, let's let's let them my, have it. What my, one of my clients. Uh, uh, father Cuba Gooding Sr. always mm. says you can't sell a secret. Okay. So, <laughs> right. shout out to Mr. Cuba Gooding Sr., hey. the main ingredient. Yes. He said you can't sell a secret. Mm -hmm. And and so, I'm really excited about what's happening. First of all, I'm happy to be here at yeah. Digital Hollywood. It's been a great week, hasn't it's it? It's been an awesome week, and I I just finished the panel that I was speaking on on marketing Hollywood using Facebook Twitter and social media and, and all of that and so it was really awesome but what we're doing over at BEM and the Red Letter Agency there were several things that that have transpired you know since mm -hmm. we last saw mm -hmm. each other we have uh, inked a deal with uh, Oprah's network OWN and, really yeah for uh, her show, uh, or actually Tyler Perry's show, The Haves and the Have Nots, right. where we're going to be doing some Twitter marketing with uh, for OWN. Wonderful. So, Wonderful. And, and then we have uh, a deal with uh, America's Got Talent, where we are helping, assisting them with uh, auditions and recruiting for auditions wow. for America's Got Talent. Right. So if there's anybody out there that has talent, <laughs> you know, uh, hit us up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's a couple of the things that, that, that we're doing. But I'm, I'm really excited about we're, we're launching a luxury brand. And, and, and I just had someone ask me, well, what's that? Right. And basically, it's Clayton Thomas Luxury. Uh, you can look us up on Twitter at Clayton Thomas L for luxury. And what the Clayton Thomas Luxury brand is about promoting uh, items and the lifestyle of the wealthy. Hmm. And that's one of the things. But we're doing but, it with a twist. Yeah, that's We're what doing I'm it with about. a twist with a, a spiritual component. Mm. We're going to mm. show people that there's nothing wrong with being wealthy and there's nothing wrong with uh, succeeding in life. And that that's part of God's plan for all of us. And it seems like the people who need it the mo most has have gotten lost in that translation right, right. that it's his plan that we are wealthy that we prosper he he said god said in, in his word i have a plan for you from the before you were even born and the first part of that plan is to what to prosper mm. so prosperity has everything to do with how you live your life and 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 the fact that we're spiritual beings you know on a a earthly journey right you know we can we can partake in all of those promises and you have people that are doing that on a daily basis mm -hmm. and the reason they don't talk about it is because nobody ever asked them about right. it isn't they so, might, it's not interesting it's not interesting but i yeah. think you know, i think that it is interesting mm -hmm. and we can make it interesting when you see people 
that are successful in business or technology or whatever their, their area is that has brought them to the quote unquote wealthy lifestyle mm -hmm. they have a spiritual component yeah. whatever it may be some people you don't need a f some support exactly and some faith exactly you have yes. you have you're not gonna get you're not gonna have experience any kind of wealth without faith if you don't have faith in anything or anybody else you got to have faith in yourself mm -hmm. and what i found is that a lot of these people they may not go to the traditional church or or or, or give in the tradition but they believe in giving that's a major component of of of, of our yeah. spiritual makeup we yes. we we are, we are to be givers living and a reciprocal exactly life. exactly yeah. so a lot of these people that are wealthy they give to United Way, to St. Jude's, they give to different church. They believe in be being givers, and in the process, they expect to receive. Hmm. They expect. You know, I, 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 I did a study on, uh, actually I did a message on God, the ability, God has given us the ability to get wealth. Hmm. And what I found in that, that, in that message is that the Jewish people believe they're supposed to be wealthy. Okay. They believe it. Right, that's they're, built they're, in. They're, that's built into them. They don't. Where where a lot of people have a problem with money and wealth and success, they believe they're supposed to have money. Mm -hmm. They I said you have. They, they make up 22 percent of the American population, but they control 25 percent of the wealth. So that means there's only 75 percent <laughs> left for the rest of that's right they got it they got chunk of it to themselves yeah yes so but 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 i want people to understand as well through this brand this clayton thomas luxury brand that prosperity is not about just having things it's about having peace of mind it's about that's and just like there's a lot of people that have uh, you know, they recognize the spiritual part of them, and the there's other people that don't don't recognize it. Right. And they've been they've just been blessed with a talent and an ability, and or an inheritance, or an inheritance. Exactly. That's called what it exactly. is. Exactly. You know? And and but but without understanding, you know, the the, the spiritual side of of who you are. You can have fifty million dollars in the mm -hmm. bank and blow your brains out, right? Because you you just you right. know you don't there's something there's something missing, but you don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think that well you, I have they have the money they have the house they have all of this and that you know why would they take their life? They're because they're still empty inside and lonely but, and lonely exactly living life seclusion yes. selfish yes. selfish life. selfish and see selfishness yeah. is always rooted in pride. Mm -hmm. So as long as if your life style is rooted in, in, in pride, you're going to be unhappy. You're going to be miserable. You're going to be lonely. All of that plays a, 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 comes into effect. But I just believe that there's some people out there that we can promote and we can talk to and introduce to the world that they understand that I didn't just get this because of, you know, some, you know, I, I'm blessed. Mm -hmm. I'm blessed and I'm not ashamed to admit it. You know, I remember years ago I did an interview for my magazine for black entertainment magazine actually it was when the business was totally different mm -hmm. got a call from priority records they wanted us to do an interview with uh, with Mac 10 mm -hmm. and so at the time I was I, I was just like you know I, you know I'm the gangster rap thing is not something we really want to promote 
and they were just like, well, James, we, we really want you to, you know, if you can just do a story on him, you know, and if we can get the cover. Publicist looked at me, she said, James, I don't even know if Mac owns a suit. I don't even know if he owns a suit. And she said, well, you know what? I'll talk to him and see what he says. Yeah. She calls me back. She said, James, she said, he was excited about it. Wow. He was excited about it. He said that, yeah, he said he'll do it. So I said, okay. So we set up the interview and we go over to uh, Priority Records and and Mac Chan comes in, him and his entourage, but he's dressed like the gangster. And I'm like, okay, well, what's going on? We said, you know, that was a condition of mm -hmm. the story. Right. And uh, they said, well, uh, uh, she said, well, he said he, he, he's going to change his clothes. He's going to change for you after the interview. Uh, we did the interview, and he said, all right, all right James, I'm going to go change. Mac Chan came back clean as a tack. Suit, tie, oh, I mean, just, just booted. Mm. Had everything, and uh, and we and the photographer did the picture, did the shots, and uh, there were some other magazines there waiting to do the interview with him. Mm -hmm. uh, Cashbox, Billboard, uh, you know, uh, BRE, mm -hmm. and they all wanted to take pictures of him. He said no. He said James was the only one that thought enough of me that he saw me like this. I'm not giving nobody else these pictures. Wow. He wouldn't let nobody else take pictures of him with his suit on. He said, "All oh, everybody else, y'all want to see me as as the gangster, so you know that's what you're gonna get. Nobody else is taking pictures of me, but James, photographer, with the suit on. Yes. And, and from that point on, that let me know there's a lot of things that people want to talk about that, mm -hmm. but they're just not asked. Right, they, but they, know, but but." People have misconceptions because of appearance. Exactly, exactly. And they don't get into the mind. They exactly. Don't go on the, they work from the outside in, so exactly. from the inside out. Exactly, exactly. You know? And 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 I just, you know, that was a stand that I took, and the fact that it touched him in a way that he's like, man, nobody ever even looked. It was almost like he said, man, I'm I'm tired of this whole thing <laughs> that this persona that yeah. that I have created, but. I can't Sometimes do it nothing. Bigger it's than you. Yeah, exactly. It's big, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's bigger than I am. Now. But the fact that you asked me and you the owner of the publication, let's do it. You know, I'm yeah. good. So with the Clayton Thomas luxury brand, I, I'm I'm believing that we're gonna come across people. A lot of people are gonna say, "Wow, I never knew this about that person. I never knew they had this." the spiritual side to them. I never knew, you know, because everybody want to condemn the wealthy and condemn mm -hmm. people that, you know, yeah, there's that, nothing wrong with it's that. nothing wrong with nothing it. Nothing wrong not, with it. And, you know, you have a lot of Christians that, church people that, they want to condemn it, but I don't know, maybe I don't understand what the word prosper means, right. but I, I understand it encompasses more than just things. Right. But for God to say, I have a plan for you, and that plan is to prosper you, he can stop right there for me. I'm good with just that part. You know, like, okay, you right. say you're going to prosper me? I'm good with that. Yes. That's fine. So, yes. you know, but the, the but, Clayton Thomas luxury mm -hmm. brand, I'm really, you know, that. And, and we got we got a few other things that we're working on. Wow. got a, you know, reality TV show idea that we're working on, mm -hmm. uh, which kind of ties in with that based on uh, a script that I wrote in a movie we did back in 2008. 
uh, modern day story of the book of Job. So I don't want to give out too much information yeah, about the yeah. reality show, uh, you mm -hmm. know, but 2015 yeah. is going to be a big year for us. All right. Well, Uncle Earl is looking forward to it. I'm going to be following. I'm going to be tracking you. Well, well Uncle, Uncle Earl got an exclusive today. <laughs> oh, I thank you for <laughs> the that. First one to really, you know, get info about the uh, Clayton Thomas luxury brand. And, and even from that, man, we're going to create, we're going to come up with our, our own brand of items. I'm, I'm going to come up with a Clayton Thomas luxury uh, brand of men neck, men's neckwear. And, and uh, you know, none of it, it's not going to be cheap. You know, okay. <laughs> it's going to be quality. And, if it'll uh, last through the test of time, exactly. I don't mind paying for it's it. Gonna, it's going to be the Clayton Thomas luxury <laughs> brand, and it's going to be it's going to be huge. All right. It's going to be huge. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, and um, I wish you the best with all of this. Well, thank you. Thank you for, for you know, interviewing me. Yeah. And, uh, uh, for everybody that's listening, once again, Clayton Thomas luxury uh, Clayton Thomas L at Clayton Thomas L on Twitter and look for the blog and the Facebook page and the website and all of that stuff coming. All right, y'all. You get it? Got it? Good. See ya. Ciao. <laughs> No delay, cause the landlord want the rent, man, his bills to be paid And I got dreams of being great So I'm up early, home late Trying to find a time Every minute on the line Every day the same shit, bring it back, come to wine the Relationships, man, a lot comes to mind Every day the same shit, then along comes a dime Man, either you gon' follow, take the lead or fall behind Fuck all this pressure, just delete it from my mind Fuck all these questions, man, just let me live my life And I can't take no days off And I just wanna take off I just wanna fly away Just take me higher 
Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Zaya. Once again, making sure you tuned in to Uncle Earl and the Underground Experience. Uncle Earl, your roving reporter of the ultimate underground experience. We are here at the final countdown of Digital Hollywood, and it's been a bevy of delights. And I'm here with a distinguished gentleman. This is Aaron Zahavi. He's a chief rewards officer at Protege LLC. And he's an expert in what he does, uh, loyalty and engagement. He's done a plethora of jobs. I mean, there's so much here that I don't want to list it myself because I might screw it up, so I'll let him do it. But he graduated from U CSU in cinema and television arts. That's one thing he's been. He's worked with in sports. He's worked in the recording industry. And he's here at Digital Hollywood with a product called Swagbucks. And I want you to say hello. How you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. Uncle Earl, thank you for having me. Thanks. I'd love the listeners to just know a little bit about you, the man. Can you give us a little history, like where you're from and your yeah, background? Yeah, absolutely. So I was born and raised in San Fernando Valley in a town called Calabasas. Okay. Um, long, long before the Kardashians or Justin Bieber ever, ever landed there, uh, back when there were still horses in the hills and whatnot. So I grew up there, lived in, in L.A. most of my life. Went to school, graduated from Cal State Northridge, spent a year out in Massachusetts for school, and then off into the real world. And I uh, actually got my degree in film in, uh, with my emphasis in screenwriting. I just thought, you know, kind of always looked at myself as a writer that I could do anything I wanted and it would all just be fodder for my next great <laughs> novel or story or book. So from there, you know, I, I, I had, a, as you mentioned, a lot of different jobs and different opportunities. Yeah. I've always been one to just, I like experiences, you know, if something sounds interesting, I want to indulge in it. I want to feel it. So you were that curious kid. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I mean like jack of all trades, you know, growing up I did I did sports and I did theater and I did government and I did just, you know, expert at, at nothing and you know, but just wanted wanted to try just experience everything. everything. It, it makes you who you are, you know, you have to test the waters, so to speak. Exactly. Yeah, you know, when I would grow up, I'd go to McDonald's and I got chicken nuggets. I had to have like six different sauces with it. You know, it's like, it's just, I'm, I'm about breath, you yes. know, quality, of course. But yes. There's just so many, so much greatness out there to experience. I want to yes. soak it all in. Yes. So now we're here at Digital Hollywood. This is your first time. My first year. How's this experience been for you? It's been a great experience. You know, I spoke on a panel uh, earlier about uh, the real time social graph. It was a really responsive audience, and you know, I just like anytime you come to events where where there's a collaboration, exchange of ideas and questions, and people challenging each other. And, you know, I like the group energy. Yeah. Could you give us a little summary? You know, you don't have to go through the whole. I know it's a sure. hour panel, but just so the listeners really understand what you went through. Yeah. So for the panel itself, being on the, it sounds like a little bit of an obscure topic, the real time social graph. Now, a lot of the companies that uh, the members on the panel have these uh, products or tools that companies can utilize to help them navigate through the social media space. For me, uh, I just talked about kind of best practices because our company, uh, you know, I was around, there was about four of us, and we started as a way for charities to make money through online search. 
and we didn't have these grand aspirations of, of what we were going to be or, or who we are. We just thought, this is an idea we want to run with, and let's do it as good as we can. And then we would iterate and iterate, and we would be agile and be aware, and just thought, how do we build a business that's lasting? How do we do something that's sustainable? And it all comes down to just providing value for your members, appreciating the people that engage with you. You know, you'll probably appreciate this. One of the the example I gave on the panel, uh, the question was, if you're a small company, a small business, whatever it is, and you don't have huge budgets, how do you grow? How do you increase your base? Yeah, that's but important. It's I equate it. I think about it like being a band. Right, so when you you're a band and nobody knows who you are, so first of all, you've got to go out and play shows, you've got to tour. But in the early days, when you're playing, the band sticks around afterwards. They sign autographs, they sell their own merch, and they hang out and they have beers with the people that Engage. came out to see them. Exactly. Yeah, they don't put up this wall of I'm the band and you're the fan. Mm. Just I'm I'm doing something and you're vibing on it. So it's a that's service awesome. business. It, it is a service business. Yeah, it's a, technically. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, you well, yeah. You're you're providing the service. You're providing for them is yes. enjoyment. Yes. But um, you know, what you have to do is connect, and you have to make those early days when when they go around and they tour. Then the next time when they come back into that town, there's going to be twice as many people because the people they engage with are going to feel connected. They're going to feel important. You know, and it, but it's an authentic relationship. Right, right. So we did the we did the same thing. We built a community on Facebook. You know, we didn't we didn't know best practices. We all came from different backgrounds. You know, I was working in minor league baseball uh, for a while. Um, I saw that too. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was doing marketing and promotions, and my other partner was steeped in the music industry as a concert photographer. One of the other partners was working for a creative agency, and the other one was a uh, uh, was a rabbi who exported honey. Wow. <laughs> you know, I mean, exported honey. Export import export honey out of Argentina. Wow. So okay. now fast forward our business you know we have the largest rewards site online we have 12 million members we've given out 75 million dollars I of saw gift that you surpassed that I mean you're yeah. growing you're growing above that even now yeah and it's yeah. you know uh, 120 employees and like we had again no aspirations with this but because a, a lot of a lot of companies in our space it's all about how do I raise money how do I get these VCs involved well you know uh, looking at reports and research all we did was say how do we get people to like us mm. it's simple you provide value and, and whatever you do you just provide value and you make them feel important and you make them uh, ask them questions you know yeah. give them what they want like mm -hmm. if you provide value and a service that's that's your best loyalty program because that's people right. will continue to, to engage yeah but I see that you guys have partnered with many different companies I mean the Shopzilla and uh, Fandango mm -hmm. I mean how yeah. many collectives are there well, you know, it's interesting. We there's we've, I mean, thousands and thousands of brands. To put a number under your on umbrella, it. I mean, yeah, for the loyalty and rewards. I guess in in yeah. some way you look at it like we're connectors. So we have this base of really loyal uh, members, part of our community, and then we have a lot of brands and advertisers that want to connect with them. So what we do is we take this this sort of fun digital world that we've created. That has different content, and you can watch videos, or you can it has games. Yeah, you right. can play games. Right. Exactly, you can search. <laughs> We're the ones that are driving the market. 
there are things that are happening that we don't like, we're not getting value, speak up. A lot of times we feel powerless. It's, it's tricky and it's a slippery slope because everybody's trying to be PC, you know, yeah. and not cause waves. But you've got to, for the revolution or for things to, you know, rise and exactly. go on. Knowledge that, is I like power. That word, revolution. Knowledge is power. It is. You know, my mom used to say, closed mouths don't get fed. Ah, it works wise, in wise any woman. situation. Yeah. The the most important thing that we can do, the way we can be most heard, our our loudest vote is with our dollar. Mm. If you don't like what somebody's doing, stop giving them money. Don't and they'll listen. They'll listen, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they may they may not care what you say, but they they'll care what you do. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So that's it. Like, be conscious with where you spend your money and your time. Engage with the brands that you like, and you know the world will shape itself around that. Wow. Well, great. I thank you so much for this time. I know you got to run. You're a busy guy. Um, could you please tell everyone where they can find more information about you guys? Yeah, please? absolutely. Thanks. So I just it's at swagbucks.com. It's S W A G. B-U-C-K-S dot com. It's totally free to sign up. We don't sell information. If you don't want to, you don't ever have to spend a dollar. You can watch videos, play games, do surveys, just engage. You get rewarded for your time. We're on mobile. We have a Swagbucks app. If you're going to be online, you're going to be doing these activities anyway, you might as well get rewarded for as well. All right. Well, thank you so much, and I wish you all the best, and Uncle Earl will keep in touch. All right. Thank you. All right. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. There'll be more right after this.
Yes, yes, yes. That was Freedom to Love by Angel Sky. That track was sent to me courtesy of Mr. Lewis Gregory. How you doing? Angel Sky, born Alisa May McLeish on October 3rd, 1988 in Toronto, Canada. She has been singing since the tender age of seven. Angel Sky started her singing career by singing solo in front of her church congregation. Music was fun for an angel at that time. It simply just was about joy of being a part of the church's children choir. That's what occupied her at that time. Once Angel turned 11, she began to write. By the age 14, she and over two albums worth of songs and began recording. Although these songs were complete, she started her recording career by featuring herself on tracks with local artists. At the age of 15, Angel Sky had her freshman album complete and she went on to audition for Canadian Idol for the first time when she turned 16. At this time in 2006, Angel found new management with manager Clinton Morgan, who was the CEO of Eagle Force Entertainment. There, she was able to open up for major Motown artists such as The Temptations and The Drifters. At age 17, she began working with Derek Brin, recording her first mainstream song, Can We? By the age of 20, Angel Sky went totally independent, working with different producers such as Jimmy Fresh from Smoke Room Entertainment and Curtis Lambert from Ransack Entertainment. She then went on to complete her sophomore album, Wings Granted. Angel Sky has performed in over 30 different venues across Ontario. She will continue to blow our minds away with her sweet voice and beautiful love songs. And talk about blowing your mind. That is exactly what Chris Denson from Ignition Factory is going to do. Here we go. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? This is Uncle Earl, your host, Captain and DJ of the Ultimate Underground Experience. I am here. It's about wrap-up time at Digital Hollywood for the day, and um, I had to pull this gentleman aside because he has so much insight, and he's very inspirational. He looked very familiar to me, and I realized that we met last year briefly, and uh, I just want to bring him to you. His name is Chris Denson, and he is the director of Ignition Factory, yep. and he was on a panel discussion for the future of enhanced advertising, addressing brands, message, technology, media, entertainment, which is a huge topic to try to do yeah. in one hour, an hour and a half, but you guys did an amazing job. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was great. Uh, you know, I, I think the the topic is definitely a broad one, but the, the business that we're in, at, at least at Ignition Factory, is all centered on innovation and innovation you know it definitely is an, uh, an industry buzzword but it's also this idea of like how can we converge as many consumer touch points and cultural touch points and cultural influences as possible to create you know, new-ish programs mm -hmm. you know it's rethinking it's reinventing and it's inventing in a lot of ways. And are you a native of California? I grew up in Detroit. Detroit? Yeah. Are you an implant? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have you, how long have you been here? Uh, been here for a while. You know, just a little over 10 years now. Okay. So uh, I'm almost a native. I had to give up my, my Michigan ID a couple of years oh, ago. And I, was, I was pretty upset. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm a transplant from New York. I've been here 12 years myself. Nice. Yeah. What was intriguing to you about the advertising and media industry to get you... You know, it was it was this opportunity to tell stories and do things that are inspirational in a way. You know, I think seeing a billboard, yes, is cool. Print ads, it's, it's a lot of traditional media tactics. You know, what we get to do is a lot of never before seen things, right? And I mm -hmm. think 
you know, I, I subscribe by the notion that you can't unknow something. So, you know, once you know something is possible, mm-hmm. it like opens up so many more channels. I tell this to my team all the time. It's like because we're in this business of being very inventive, right? We may go in and pitch fifty concepts in or a one week or a month or whatever, like you know, over a quarter time, over a period of time, and our conversion rate is pretty low, right? We may get that one idea that right, gets, you know, right. kind of barely squeezes into the goal right. line, but that's what we, but it's still those other 49 concepts that we've walked into the room and educated people on what's possible, right? If we say, oh, we can jump out of a tree and there's a jetpack that takes you up to, you know, the the, uh, the Big Dipper. I mean, right. stuff, obviously. Like, oh, you can do that? And then we talk to them about how that's, you know, how that's possible and how we could make it possible or how we could fake it and make it feel like it's possible. And sometimes it has to marinate for them and they, like, come, around, come back to oh, you. Oh, that happens all the time. You know, that happens all the time. And it's like, oh, remember that thing we talked about last year? Like, <laughs> Two yeah. years ago? Right. <laughs> yeah, we're ready. <laughs> yeah. so, so what is the main objective of Ignition Factory? To do just that, you know, kind of introduce, at least from my perspective, is introduce new thinking into the marketplace, right? We've done everything from create an incubator for GE. We did a hackathon for Spotify when they first moved to the U.S. Virtual reality Oculus Rift experience for a tornado movie mm-hmm. called Into the Storm. We just recreated. That was interesting. You told me about that experience. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you get You put the... Participant into a tunnel or something? Yeah, or so... A cubicle? How did that was, work? It was, that. So we took... There's a scene in the movie where, like, the protagonist is stuck in... They go and hide in the storm drain yeah. then while a tornado passes over. Right. And so we recreated that, you know, that, that moment in the film in a virtual reality experience where you're putting on a headset and you're already in the storm drain and it's just getting worse and worse. Like stuff is flying past you. People are screaming in the tunnel. Somebody actually gets sucked up. You know, a car crashes into the thing and we took it to the next level. We wanted to go, all right, how can we make this as real as possible? (laughs) And so we added actual physical fans inside the booth and we had vibrating seats and they were all sort of choreographed. So like the tornado starts off in the distance and as it gets closer, the wind intensity picks up. People are yelling and then the it, it, it fades out as you're sucked out of the... Did you down some uh, water, too? <laughs> no, no, I didn't water, too. We didn't do missing or something, but, you know, I think there was some liability to spray. It was somebody with an electronic gear on their head? Yeah. Dousing them with oh, water. Well, yeah. I'm not sure if well, that's... Well, it'd be, um, it'd be ultimate reality. Exactly. <laughs> 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 well, cool. So we went towards the future. Yeah. Where do you see the company going in about, say, the next three or four years? Here, um, in terms of engagement, or just us as a as a group? As a group, um, we want to grow. You know, I, I think out of four thousand team members on, at, at this company, you know, which is global, mm-hmm. there's eighteen of us <laughs> that focus on this. So there's a lot of opportunity for us to do more of what we do. Uh, we're we are definitely an ideas factory, but we also do a lot of education in outside of the, in the community as well as with our clients. Um, certain proprietary things that we distribute only internally to you know 300 plus people. Another part of it is we manage all these projects, right? When you're envisioning the future of you know some sort of engagement like an Oculus Rift and using it or very early on before it's sort of released to the masses, you know you're kind of setting a precedent. And so it, it, we want to continue to do that. But also kind of start working in a little bit more proactively building things on our own, finding a little bit more, uh, exploring a little bit more, right? You know, right now our sphere of influence or I don't know, kind of inspiration, <laughs> yeah. right, is 
localized or domestic, if you will. Look, you know, when we look at really cool things, we're like, oh, look what they did in Taiwan. That was really awesome. Like, and, and so as opposed to replicate, we still want to think of what has not been done right. and incorporate it and evolve it. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, and there's, you know, it's kind of like what's the, the I'm going to botch this quote, but like, <laughs> you stand on the giant's shoulders, you can see further than the giant, right? So right, right. it's like, oh, you built that. All right, we're going to get on top of that and build this on it too, and, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and kind of see even further than than what you saw. Cool. And I guess you're pretty super uber busy. And you're a family man, as yes. well as running, yes. directing this company. What do you do to relax? <laughs> um, do you relax? I'm relaxing. <laughs> oh, okay. It's, no, relaxation. It's, it's all zen. I'm, I, try, I try to relax in every moment. Uh-huh. Okay, Chris, relax. Um, I mean, to get your head totally yeah, yeah, out of yeah. business and just, what's something that makes you feel good just to be Chris? I watch a lot of comedy. You know, I started off my career doing stand-up comedy oh. uh, when I was 17. Did mm-hmm. stand-up for eight years. That's wrote cool. comedy for for years, and to this day, Comedy Central is probably the number one channel I, I watch. So if I want to veg out, it's not like mm-hmm. reality TV. I go to the movies as much as I used to because I have a one-year-old and a nine-year-old. Mm-hmm. But after everybody's sleep, it's like <laughs> I'm gonna watch some stand-up comedy. <laughs> I'll watch, you know, a couple of sitcoms I might like. I like laughter. It's probably Math is the key. Like best medicine. My, yeah, best medicine. Just it's think listening to a comedian and kind of identifying it like it helps you in what you do as well to keep things light and enjoyable and fun around work. Too. Oh yeah, I, you know, I definitely like. I'm, Are you I'm the class kind of, clown? You catch me like at the <laughs> between three thirty and five. Like, you know, oh, that like that silly I'm, hour. Like, I'm sinking and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm starting giggling to myself and I'm writing really bad puns on the whiteboard during you know during brainstorm sessions. Yeah. But I think that you know that's also like. There's the ridiculous scenarios that you that you kind of come up with that you know to start off funny and go like, oh wait a minute, what if what if we did do that? You know, so it's like and it may start off with something like a rhyme, you know, mm-hmm. some rhyming pun or CBS program where we we took over yogurt lands you know, all mm-hmm. over the country and renamed all their flavors to be CBS series puns. <laughs> and so it was like we took their whole fall lineup and renamed all their flavors. Oh, and like, you know, I mean, how I met your cookies. <laughs> and so, but, it, but it started off kind of like, yeah. it's a joke. Yeah. And then it, it, it evolved. So I think keeping that lightheartedness in mm-hmm. a room kind of leads you to unexpected places. I know you've had a full day and you got to get on your thing, but what message could you give to some people who might want to get into the industry that you're in that may not have the support? You know, they may be in a rural area, or they, but they, they're passionate about it. Yeah. And they don't have the support. What what could they do? Do it anyway. I think no matter what, just business-wise, we're centered on innovation, but you know, innovation is not just an end product or a cell phone or some new functionality. It's like what you can do in your own life. Want to make your truck run better, and you found a figured out a way to do it. Just do it. You know, and I sat, it may be an oversimplification, but I think now location, geography, all those things are less of uh, a hurdle than what used to be. You know, research, like you can get on, you know, if you don't have a smartphone or internet, go to the library. Like you, know, you can get mm-hmm. online and find out more about the thing that's like really itching, you know, or really itching you and and. Uh, and scratch it. <laughs> <laughs> Point well taken. Well, thank you so much for your time. No and I wish you the best. All up for socials. Yeah, thank you. All right. All right. See y'all in a bit. Ciao. Uncle Earl.
was groovy, sexy, and funky. The Premier Class is the name. Beat Mix. And the artist is the Kenneth Bajer Experience. And that is on a compilation called Milk Bar Seaside Season 7 by Blank and Jones out of Europe. And that's courtesy of ID Deluxe. Thank you, guys. Now, I'm excited about the next section. We're going to the Holly Shorts installment that was at Digital Hollywood last uh, fall. And um, I had the privilege to be on a panel discussion and there was a Luke Wilson who did a screening a film with his brother called Satellite Beach and Satellite Beach follows the unique journey of the Endeavor space shuttle as it travels through the streets of Los Angeles to the California Science Center and the final move of the Atlantis space shuttle to the Kennedy Space Center. Warren Flowers played by Luke a devoted and unlikely shuttle manager navigates the mission on his own accord while the citizens, reporters, and officials are perplexed by his involvement. And he totally did this bootleg and got all, in all sorts of trouble. And you'll hear a little bit about it. But I just want to bring you a snippet of him on the panel because he's hilarious and such a nice guy. And then I had to speak with David and Phil, who were part of the Holly Shorts with David Sedaris's The Learning Curve. And these two guys are amazing and up-and-coming new filmmakers that you need to know and I needed to know. All right, let's go on this final journey. Here we go. We can do a gorilla style. We didn't have the money. It was for chimpanzees. <laughs> so how much prep time did it take you, Chris, to make this happen? Did it real fast. I've seen an article in the LA Times about the guy that was actually in charge of it, um, and that's where I got the idea to play a guy who thought he was in charge of the movie <laughs> uh, endeavor. And um, I think we had maybe about a month, and then got together a couple cameras, and then uh, my brother Andrew and another couple friends, and a uh, 15-passenger van, and um, yeah, that's kind of how we did it. How'd you convince Chris to get on board? Um, uh, I don't know, I just, Chris's were kind of simpatico, we made a movie together, and uh, like on the way over here, I was stuck in traffic, and I just sent him a text that said, fucking Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> and I got back a text from him saying, great title. <laughs> so, that's kind of why we work together, we got the same taste. Uh,
actually as it was beginning to uh, cross the Manchester Bridge, and it had a park there by that Randy's Donut, that donuts, that kind of iconic uh, sign, and they were filming a Super Bowl commercial for Toyota where it got actually pulled across by a Toyota Tundra, and we did, um, we did walk right into the middle of that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, um, everybody seemed pretty understanding. <laughs> I don't know if we'll be getting any courtesy cars from Toyota anytime. Yeah. Incredible. Hi. Right. Yeah, thank you. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? This is Uncle Earl, and I'm actually out here in the parking lot after Digital Hollywood. Watched an amazing evening of Holly Shorts, and I have two incredible filmmakers here with me, Mr. David Dong and Phil McCarty. How you doing? I'm doing great. Hi, how are you doing? Nice to you. I'm well. You know, it's it's really interesting because I was watching you guys during the panel, and you had this sort of energy that you just kind of enjoy what you do, and you just want to do good product and it's not about number crunching or yeah. stats and all that so what was the process of making that film that you did you, and we have the atmosphere you, in the background but it's all sure, good i mean it, you know <laughs> it's very detroit yeah uh, we're in a lot of detroit yeah i'm new york uh, so it's all good phil and i were sort of this is our one of our first projects together sort of digging around for a good thing we know that phil's favorite author is david sedaris mm -hmm. uh, you know i'd read his work for a long long time and mm -hmm. i kind of like met him over the course of different q and q and a's and kind of we had established a very loose uh, communication essentially mm -hmm. and he was a fan of uh, like a minor adaptation that I'd written essentially mm -hmm. and so when Dave and I started writing for a time I'm like hey let's we've got this permission we got a relationship with a, a known actor who, excuse me a known writer sorry mm -hmm. who is like you know has a piece of work that is like is, is down for us to adapt let's let's see what happens if we expand 
that story a little bit further and like you know trying to like produce it on a large scale we could build on something that people already have like a relationship and love and we could like try to find the parts of that that they do love and add our voice to it essentially to make it interesting so yeah, yeah. and like to bring because at that point no one had ever adapted any of David Sayers' work for the screen ever so we're like oh let's bring this to a bunch of people that might not necessarily because this is bad but your average American <laughs> reads a book or less per year right so like the me included of, yeah so the odds of someone having read one of his books yeah. is like yeah, not I have great. read his book, so. So that I was your one for the yeah. year, and you're like, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> so like the odds Amy, of, I like Amy, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So we're like, yeah. all right, so there's a, a group of people that we know haven't read his books, but we think have our sensibility and would enjoy it upon having read it. So we thought, yeah. let's do that. Okay, so how'd you guys meet? We met, well, I was in college, but you were working in Gainesville. We had started on a project. Well, actually... We met because uh, at a party, and he was one of the only person I'd ever talked to that had an educated series of opinions and thoughts about screenwriting and storytelling. Mm -hmm. And then, from then on, it was like, oh, I'd love to work with this guy. It was that simple. Yeah, it's that simple, really. It was like, weird because he moved to Chicago shortly thereafter, and we didn't have like years and years of friendship to build on, so there was mm -hmm. no practical reason for us to stay in touch. If that makes sense, because mm -hmm. I feel like most of your friends, like we've been friends for twenty three years, we'll stay in touch. Blah, blah, blah. But like we had interacted loosely, and mm -hmm. he moved to Chicago, and we stayed in touch. The thing about was, it, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And it was a conversational thread yeah. about uh, the fourth Indiana Jones movie, I think. And I say it, I printed that out. <laughs> and like, we both were like kind of riffing on like how this movie failed and why it was bad and why it could have been better. Mm -hmm. I think that Please don't use that because that, that's... <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Use it, I don't give a shit. <laughs> so I think that was part of it as well. Cool. Now, going into the Holly Shorts Festival, had you tried other festivals or was this the only one? We this is probably our 14th or 15th film festival. Okay. And we've gotten into almost everyone we except we're applied to and this is humbly spoken. Mm -hmm. We've won awards almost all of them. Wow. But, and I say we, like the people that made this film yeah. together. So Great. Like, our team has won awards almost Great. all of them. Great. And you actually, one of my friends was in your film. Really? Which friend? Carla. Ooh. Carla, Carla Ronaldo. Oh, yeah. Yes, I know, from New York. She's a friend of mine from New York, really. Yeah. Did you enjoy her performance? I did. Awesome. I, really, I was surprised. I was like, oh my God, Carla. You know? yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. How did you meet her? How did you get her uh, we involved? We had a, a list of people that we looked at through, I forget the name of the website, and she had, like, you know, her her filmography or TVography is like, you know, oh, she's fucking funny. And then she looked. Luckily enough, we didn't we didn't even audition for her. Like we just knew she was good enough to do this. We like we knew she was in her wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. If she was willing to do it, we'd love to have her. And no audition, no meeting, just like call her or not. If you're done, do it. Let's do this. And she yeah, she, script and she, she was liked fantastic. It. She killed it. <laughs> she was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your lead, I mean, like you're saying, not no, coming to town, not knowing anyone. Yeah. How exciting was that? It was. We it. sent it to him first. Like he was our first pick. Yeah. And like you, you expect like, all right, he's gonna say no. And when he said yes, I felt like, you know, every girl that gets over, he said yes. Like, <laughs> like that, was, that kind of thing. Like, um, he said yes. We're like, oh shit, this is gonna happen. Like there was a mm -hmm. moment of like elation mm -hmm. and like concern. Like, oh fuck, we need to make this movie now. Mm. But it was yeah, it yeah. was, and it was good that I hadn't. I was familiar with his work, but not intimately familiar. If I'd mm -hmm. known exactly the full scope the directories that he's worked with like mm -hmm. Wes Anderson and the guy that did 500 Days of Summer whose name I've forgotten and all these people I would have been a little more intimidated mm -hmm. but I just had like a peripheral knowledge mm -hmm. that made it like a little more ignorance was bliss for you exactly yeah, and I want to point out something I was really intrigued by you okay. because I love your whole persona you like the truth and I'm about the truth 
And I, I, I remember your question is that do you want the PC version or the real version? And why do you feel you need to bite your tongue? I don't really. And then I guess to be honest and truthful, uh, that sounds weird after being described <laughs> as loving the truth. But it, it's, it's, it's more of like like an ironic response to, to that when a lot of people give very PC answers. I, I just I just say whatever like first comes to mind and I trust that I won't say anything that I won't I wouldn't stand behind. But yeah. you know, yeah. sometimes you need to cause waves yeah. in order to move a mountain. So, you know, keep don't lose your voice, man. We need Thank that. You. We need that. We need the truth here. Yeah. But I appreciate you guys taking this time. I know you want to go eat. It's oh, late no, no, right no, no, now. No, no, but um is there in parting, is there anything that you can give some upcoming artists like yourselves, some filmmakers or Storytellers, oh, some inspiration. Oh yes. So my biggest takeaway from this was that we got, some, I think most people, especially people that like have any kind of ability whatsoever, mm-hmm. there. I feel like there's a, not always. There's frequently a correlation between having ability and doubting your ability. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people I know will doubt themselves, like, oh, I can't do this. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not talented enough. Whatever. And so they won't ask for things. We ask like ridiculous ask. We ask. An actor, or excuse me, an author who had never let someone adapt his film before adapt his work. We asked an, an actor who gets paid millions of dollars a week to do our film for nothing. We asked an editor. Our editor worked for a TV show community, and like he's a, like a great, you know, award-winning editor. We asked him to do our thing, not for money, not we, not because of our pedigree. We had nothing, so we thought we were going to make a good movie, and they all said yes down the line. I think five years ago, I would have been afraid to ask those people because I would have assumed they would say no. This is Mercury, and you're listening to the Underground Experience Radio Show. Well, all right, we finally made it to the finish line, and um, wasn't that a healthy heaping of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding for you today? And like I said, Digital Hollywood starts today, and it will go until this coming Thursday, and you should try to get on down there. It's at the Ritz-Carlton in Marina del Rey, California. Uh, I want to thank Mr. Victor Harwood, the presenter of summit for graciously inviting uncle earl every time and i get the scoop and the 411 on things to come in the future with the entertainment experience how lucky can you get (laughs) and i want to thank you all for taking this ride with me and i want to thank my guests today once again mr eric vasquez of 411 music group mr rob wagner stimulated leon isaac kennedy mr james thomas of the red letter agency iran zahavi of protege and swag bucks chris denson from ignition factory mr luke wilson david dong and phil mccarty and you for being ever so faithful to me i thank you and let me go before i start crying or something (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) but uh, what i'm gonna do is leave you with a track called funky ass baseline by briard he is also an artist on revitalized records with uncle earl the uncle earl and i want to wish you a blessed day night evening dawn dusk whatever you're having just have it love yourselves love each other and love our environment We only have one of each, and as you see, it's deteriorating rapidly, and they're trying to erase us. Do not let this happen. All right, let me get on up out of here before they come get me. Talk to you later. Ciao.
something to dance to. something to dance to. something to dance to. something to dance to.